0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome in to SEC Football and Beyond on the Landry Football Podcast Network. And what a weekend of college football. Great matchups we have this weekend. And nationally, a lot of good matchups. We've got in the Big Ten, uh, Penn State, Michigan, Minnesota, Illinois, in the West uh, of the Big Ten, Oklahoma State, TCU, the two of the top uh, teams in the Big uh, 12, and uh, Utah USC in Utah, after uh, Utah got uh, uh, hammered by UCLA on the road last week, a lot of big national matchups, but it's headlined, I think, by most people on a national scale behind this Tennessee and Alabama matchup, so we're going to spend a lot of time on that. We've got Auburn at Ole Miss. Can they get anything done against Ole Miss? doesn't look like it. Vanderbilt, Georgia, we know what that's likely going to play out. Vanderbilt's playing better, uh, but uh, certainly not uh, in the in the class of being able to handle or give um, Georgia the fight, even the that Missouri did a couple of weeks ago. Arkansas has gone in a uh, unique matchup. Um, Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo to play BYU. Can they handle that, their quarterback situation? LSU-Florida has some meaning to it, not for who's going to do anything, but bowl eligibility is still at stake. Both those teams, four and two. But I got to tell you, it's a a five and two versus four and three look with the rest of the schedule. It's a big game for these teams. This is one of those cases where it's a big game and it has nothing to do with the ultimate goals – in college football, meaning getting to the playoffs because neither one of these teams are going to even get to their conference championship game or even threaten to do that. But this game is important nonetheless. Mississippi State and Kentucky, how about that game? Um, So, we've got some intriguing matchups. We're going to focus a little bit on Tennessee and Alabama um, and and get into that. But let's kind of talk a little bit at Auburn and Ole Miss. Auburn is three and three. Uh, They've got Arkansas at Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Western Kentucky at Alabama. Um, With the way this team is playing, getting to a bowl game, which is probably not the major focus right now by the Auburn faithful, they're looking at who their new coach is going to be and when the ax is going to fall on Brian Harson. It is very likely in Oxford, Mississippi, depending on how this game goes or how I think it might go, this could very well be the likely scenario where this could be the last game for um brian harson um you've got a bye week next week you've got arkansas at home the following week if this game is an embarrassing type of loss then i think you could see with the bye week ahead them making a move on brian harson i don't have that as any inside information and it's just experience of how this thing is going to end up eventually and we're going to start to see the, the movement. And, and I think that at this stage, if you don't do it now, then, then at that point, um, maybe make a run at uh, trying to, you know, put an interim coach in and try to make a bowl game, whatever. But the coaching search is already on behind the scenes. So with Arkansas, Mississippi State, and A&M, and, uh, and Alabama, there's a potential there against AM and Western Kentucky, and even Arkansas to be competitive in those games, uh, they might make a move. There's still some talent. They gave LSU some trouble. They beat Missouri, which again, Missouri probably outplayed them but lost. Uh, they got drummed by Georgia. Georgia played well in, a, in an aggressive, bad move. The run defense has been pretty solid. My concern is. You're going to see a lot of eye candy here with the run game, a lot of motions, and 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 it's going to test this Ole Miss offense, this run game, tests eye discipline a great deal. And this Auburn team is not very good there, so uh, we'll see. Um, they will score a bunch of points on this Auburn defense, I'm afraid, and make this very difficult for them. Um, they've got with uh, Ole Miss with uh, Judkins and Zach Evans. They've been unstoppable as runners. Jackson Dart is, is settling in. You know, Ole Miss has really not played good teams yet. They've got Kentucky um, and Vanderbilt, Auburn. Uh, they got LSU and A&M and, and down years. You know, they've got Arkansas in Arkansas and a down year. It's Alabama and Mississippi State for Ole Miss. Those are the two games that are going to determine whether they're, you know, 10 and 2 or 11 and Um, 1. Or I don't think 12 and 0, but they're a byproduct of the fact that they're good, but relative to the schedule they've played, it's an incredibly weak schedule. If you think about it, Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, before Georgia Tech made the coaching move, Tulsa, Kentucky is their best win, Vanderbilt. And then they get Auburn this week. So I think it continues. I don't think Auburn can score enough points here to make this close. We've got some thoughts over at landryfootball.com on the over and under and whether Ole Miss can cover the 14 and a half point spread. Vanderbilt's at Georgia. Uh, AJ Swan uh, has got to get off to a good start for Vanderbilt. The freshman quarterback is looking more and more like a talent to to build around. He has yet to throw an intercept in this season. He can push the ball downfield fairly successfully. The Vanderbilt offensive line has really done a pretty good job in pass pro. Um, we'll see, again, how they can hold up against this Georgia defensive front. The Vanderbilt offense um, has been pretty effective, but the defense is having some issues. Well, you play Alabama, you play Ole Miss, you play Wake Forest. That's going to be a problem. Uh, so this is where Georgia's offense, I think, can unleash themselves a little bit. The offense has picked it up uh, after a few sluggish games The yards were there against Kent state and Missouri. The win over Auburn was a little different. The running game was great last week. Stetson Bennett kept things moving and there wasn't any real drama. So Georgia didn't do much with their pass rush and Vanderbilt doesn't, uh, doesn't either. So it it might be a game that's close for a little bit. I think that, that, that Georgia will continue to get better, mature a little bit more, and we'll see them, uh, moved the football fairly, uh, fairly effectively and put a lot of points on the board. Arkansas at BYU, uh, the key is the health of K.J. Jefferson. Um, he was out from the Mississippi State game after suffering that head injury against Alabama expected to give it a go. Let's say um, it, the offense just wasn't the same against Mississippi State. The defense, though, can't stop anybody, particularly in the past game, and that's what Mississippi State does so well. They were able to run the football well the two turnovers, the mistakes by Arkansas really cost them as well and made this game become lopsided. Jefferson is dangerous on the move. Raheem Sanders is one of the better backs in the league. Uh, So it should work against a BYU run defense that got ripped up by Notre Dame and allowed 200 plus yards to Utah State before. So the Cougar line isn't getting into the backfield enough. So there's a chance to have some success. Now, this is a difficult place to play. Not many teams in the SEC have gone to Provo, Utah, Lavelle Edwards Stadiums. is It's a unique place. Uh, it's very unique. It's a high altitude. It's forty five hundred uh, feet. Uh, you know, um, it, it's it, it's a BYU team that it's not a great team, but it's a good team. It's still a physical team. I don't think they're good up front defensively like they have been at times. But you know. Um, BYU is a way of saving his best performances for teams that come in to their place. Baylor this year, Arizona, Utah, Arizona State last year, USC in 2019. It's a tough Cougar team that that likes to get the ground game going, control the tempo. It's going to be about Jaron Hall in the passing game. You can throw the football on Arkansas if he's able to get this done and he can um, complete. Uh, his typical 70 percent of his passes you can throw 300 plus yards against its arkansas um, defense and have a lot of success it's going to be a rough run for arkansas um i think this is a close game i think it's going to be close without uh, throughout and i've uh, got some further thoughts over at, at landry football kind of how i think this might go lsu florida and ben hill griffith stadium in the swamp The Tigers are better than they looked last week. You know, people will look at it and watch it and say, oh, Tennessee creamed LSU. Well, they did. It was 40 to 13. They got a lot of help from LSU. But that's, again, part of what football is about. It's not about how great you look when things are going well. It's how bad you look when things are not going well. It's how good is your bad game. You know, how, um, how limited can you make your mistakes? The run defense has stopped working. Two turnovers didn't help in that game uh, against Tennessee. And it, this game got away from the team fast. On the plus side, Jaden Daniels was solid. Uh, he bounced back from a bad day and the win over Auburn and a throw for 300 yards against Tennessee. Uh, and, and, and again, if LSU doesn't give Tennessee some points, if LSU <clears throat> doesn't make the, the critical mistakes, this game has probably gone into the fourth quarter with it in doubt. I think that That LSU should have some success in this game against this Gator secondary that is, um, you know, been um, fairly effective against Cam Rising in Utah and Will Levis and Hendon Hooker. However, it did allow big yards in all of them. So I'm curious to see if how well they're able to make adjustments and throw the football and get the running game going. Florida's defense is the worst in the SEC in third down stops. The run defense. In getting it done so expect to lsu to exploit that as as much as they can now for florida they're going to try to run the football tennessee has a judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy (laughs) it's going to be something that Florida tries to exploit on that regard. Um, they did, This offense that Billy Napier likes to run is designed to get the running backs on the move in open areas. Uh, Florida really um, works this, and they work this also with the quarterback. So you got to defend an extra gap. The Gators have been resilient. They've gone through a number of tough battles this year. They survived the short week of two games in six days with a win over Missouri last week that wasn't overly pretty but effective turnovers have been a bit of a problem but the penalties haven't been that bad the offensive line has given everyone time to work so we'll see how this plays out florida's looked a little cleaner as i mentioned they're starting to get the ground game going it's averaging over seven yards a carry against missouri lsu's gonna have to do a better job defensively of get playing to their standard Um, lsu's gonna try to control this game Uh, with the run game on the offensive side, and I think it'll have a better day, a cleaner day. I look for typical Florida LSU and a close game going into the fourth quarter. This is going to be quite interesting. Now, why is this game important, you know, or it takes on great importance even though it's not, quote-unquote, a big national game with two highly ranked teams? Well, I think five and two. Four and three for first-year coaches is big. There's also going to be the narrative of did LSU pick the right coach, which is dumb to be deciding that right now, but dumb is what fans and media specialize in. So you're going to have the whole narrative of uh, Florida wins at home. Well, you see, LSU had a chance to hire Billy Napier, and they hired Brian Kelly, and it's been awful, and it's you're hearing all the dumb stuff going on. We're not going to know who made the best hire and who's running the best program between Florida and LSU till about three years from now. Okay. We'll start to know more next year and we'll know more the year after that. And then, you know, that, that's the way to properly evaluate, but proper evaluation and intelligence when it comes to football from a fan and a media standpoint, uh, doesn't really apply. Mississippi States at Kentucky in Mississippi State, um, this offense is really good. You know, Bryce Young has got a big name. Hendon Hooker is getting all the love. Will Levis is the um, uh, high-rated draft prospect. The best quarterback in the SEC this year, the guy that's graded out the best, it's Will Rogers at Mississippi State. He did not play well against LSU. That's the, the, the downside. And how well he'll do, in this game how well he'll do against alabama is going to determine it so i'm not projecting anything i'm just saying who has played the best graded out the best throughout every snap this year it's been him he's throwing it 47 times a game he hasn't thrown an interception in the last three games he's got 22 touchdown passes which is three picks he's making all the right decisions and the offense um is really humming and he's seeing everything very well Kentucky's pass defense is fine. South Carolina's Spencer Rattler dinked and dunked their way to 70% of his throws. And, look, Kentucky's injuries at quarterback hurt them in that game. They couldn't um, combat South Carolina's effort. But the defense for Kentucky is still a little vulnerable. Um, Levis is pretty good. He didn't go against South Carolina with a foot problem and and a finger problem, but he was able to practice enough this week to make us think he's going to play in the game. If the pass game isn't clicking, then the running game has to step up. This is what's different about this Kentucky team. They're not playing lights out defense. They're not running the football as well as they have. The defense has been good enough, but the passing game is what they're holding on to. And if they don't get the running game going, they don't have the type of balance to be able to win. Well, they couldn't win last week against a South Carolina team. And that team's not very good in Columbia. So uh, Mississippi State's run defense was okay against Arkansas last week. They were without KJ Jefferson. It still allowed 241 yards. LSU was able to run the football without a problem on this Mississippi State defense. State defense has talent, but it's allowing 4.5 yards a carry. And so can Kentucky run the football in this game is going to be key. So neither team will likely run it all that well, but they're, Mississippi State looks like they're better at running it than Kentucky is. So I think that Mississippi State's the better-looking team here. But by how much can they get it done on the road? What's my final thoughts on it? Check it out at LandryFootball.com for that. Well, it is Alabama and Tennessee that is the feature game. It is 6-0 Alabama, Tennessee 5-0. First of all, in some big 30,000-foot you know, view thoughts on this game, This was, for younger members of the audience that may not be as aware of the history of the SEC, this was the premier rivalry in the SEC for a long time. It was General Nealon that predated Bear Bryant, and it was Bear Bryant that wanted to beat General Nealon. And and while most people look at Bear Bryant as the guy that everybody looked up to, well, Bear Bryant kind of looked up to in a, in a way against, uh, General Nealon that, uh, he was, General Nealon was the older guy and Tennessee, um, you know, dominated Alabama for a long stretch. Uh, it has been a, a weird rival in that it is a rival that is good over the long haul. Um, it is not one of those where one team wins one week one year, one team the next. That's not the way it is. This is a a rival where there's streaks. Tennessee dominated Alabama for a long time. And beating Tennessee was the biggest challenge and the, the thing that Bear Bryant consumed himself with the most. And you know, um at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions supply. Uh, you had um, uh, the, the longtime trainer, uh, Jim Gustry for with Alabama, was from Tennessee, and he kind of started the cigar game for Alabama. It became a big game, and it became something that was huge. So as um, Tennessee kind of controlled at Alabama, under Bear Bryant, kind of flipped the, the, the tide. pardon the pun, on that. And then you had the stretch where, you know, when Alabama wasn't as good and Tennessee under Phillip Former, it was Tennessee and Florida that got most of the pub, but it, Tennessee and Alabama was, again, back all Tennessee again. And then it flips now to where, since Nick Saban has been there, it's been all Alabama. Nick Saban has not lost to Tennessee since he's been the head coach. And quite frankly, not many of them have been all that close. Terrence Cody's block. Uh, when on a lane kiffin coach tennessee team was really the closest one look this game was competitive in the fourth quarter last year till alabama just uh, you know scooted away as they tend to do this is going to be an interesting game most people are on the momentum of tennessee most people who watch the game and maybe don't study it see boy tennessee looks great there's there's they're 5 and 0 oh. And Alabama looks bad because they struggled against Texas and they struggled against a and and, you know, so on and so forth. So there's this unusual circumstance, which Alabama as a, you know, what, seven and a half point favorite or thereabouts is, quote unquote, the underdog. That makes no sense, but it's the underdog in the public perception. And yet I think that um People understand what Alabama has been. They just don't believe this is the same Alabama team. We will find out in Knoxville. It is going to be electric. It is one of those places where it gets—it's um, a really fun game. It's a great college football atmosphere when things are going well. Um, let's just get into the game. Um, Bryce Young is likely going to go unless something happens between the taping of this podcast and the start of the game, to affect him, um, to make him make you change your mind, he is going to start for Alabama, it appears. Um, they've had a little time. They're going to give it a go. They're going to shoot it up. But they have worked all week with Jalen Milroy, our quarterback, giving Bryce the work that he needs. But Tennessee is a little bit of a disadvantage. in that They've got to siphon up their practice with the Jalen Milrow package and the Bryce Young package. So they've got to prepare for both. Um, and, and the key is going to be how well will Bryce play, or if he starts and can't go anymore, then what does that mean? Well, it is going to be about the running game. The biggest problem that Alabama had last week against a and everybody's lost into the final play and that Alabama didn't blow them out. it was the turnovers. It was the mistakes, crucial penalties, two unsportsmanlike penalties in the first half. It's those things that killed Alabama last week. It was like they felt they could go out there without a lot of focus and win the game. And when the game became close, they got frustrated. They're going to be focused for this game. I think they're going to clean things up. If they would have had a clean game against AM, they would have won that game by 17, 20 points. Maybe it wouldn't have covered the spread. I don't know. But they gave gifted a and short fields and points. It likely could have been a 20-point victory for Alabama because they ran the football well, and they're going to run it here on, a, on a Tennessee. Tennessee's run defense has not really been challenged. The key is Alabama has to stay committed to the run. In order to stay committed to the run, they can't turn the football over and give Tennessee 14 points. And if it's down 10 nothing, 14 nothing, well, then Alabama becomes a little less patient with the run. And quite frankly, that could be to Tennessee's advantage a little bit because you have some mistakes in the passing game. You have a couple of drops. That Tennessee gets another ball, then uh, gets the ball again, and then you've got some real issues. I think Alabama can throw it even with Jalen Milrow, against this Tennessee secondary because they're going to force Tennessee to put extra numbers in the box to defend the run. I think that's going to be the key. So if you want to look at the key to this game is what will Tennessee do, how successful will they be defending Alabama's run game, and how do they have to do it? Folks, if they've got to put eight guys in the box to defend the run, then Alabama will throw it successfully. Don't care who's quarterbacking. If Tennessee can defend the run with seven, then they've got a chance to at least bring edge pressure on pass downs and have some success. So we'll see. The offensive line has been really good for Alabama. It has really come off the ball in the run game. Jameer Gibbs is a back, the type that Tennessee has not seen this year thus far. Um, remember, the pit back that is so good did, uh, was banged up when uh, the Tennessee played him uh florida's had success but with a different type of running game anthony richardson was firing away bama's going to bring power lsu couldn't get the run game going because they had to get out of the run game because they got behind so the game plan is certainly to not give the game away lost in the issue is the defense that's getting to the quarterback the key for alabama defensively is their edge rushers are going to try to attack the mesh point for tennessee Tennessee is a zone-read, RPO-based system. So they put the ball in the quarterback. That's the mesh point. Put the ball in the belly of the quarterback while reading, and Alabama is going to try to crash that mesh point and force the decision a little bit quicker into some mistakes. So we'll see. It, It does not look like a dominant Alabama team. It is fair. It is understandable for people to say, well, look, what Alabama has been and that Alabama is not good enough to beat Tennessee and you are right by the way the question is are we going to say this see the same Alabama team are we going to see the same Alabama team that's going to not protect the football in traffic and fumble it three times or we're going to see the same Alabama team that's going to commit two or three personal file penalties or we're going to see uh, an Alabama team that doesn't communicate very well or play with a lot of intensity I, I don't think so. I think we're gonna see a better looking Alabama team. Therefore, the challenge for Tennessee is gonna be more challenging than uh than it was against AM. And again, this is where comparative scores and comparative teams are out the window. Tennessee's better than AM. So you think, well, Tennessee's better than AM, and AM almost beat LSU. That equals the Tennessee win. No, it doesn't. Because you're not gonna see the same Alabama team. So Tennessee's going to have to beat a different looking Alabama team that's likely to play different. Um, if they don't, then Tennessee could win and win decisively. But I think we're going to see a different Alabama team. We're going to see the best of Alabama. Doesn't mean that Tennessee can't win it. It just means that they're going to have to have their best effort of the year by far, and they're going to have to play better than say a did because a was aided by a lot of Alabama mistakes. Arkansas had the tide on the ropes in the in the third quarter and early in the fourth quarter, and then Texas came within a field goal. So there's a confidence there. There's a belief that you can have success. Arkansas uh, did a really good job once Bryce Young went out of the game. Uh, you can be rest assured that Jalen Milroe has got a lot more reps in practice and is ready to go in a different way than he was against Arkansas and I thought would be better against A&M. I think they'll be able to clean things up. We'll see. Tennessee's a really good team. Their offense has been in total command, lots of balance. Hinton Hooker runs this offense to a T, pardon the pun, uh, enough explosion to to challenge these Bama corners that are uh, good but not great. Uh, I think the safeties are better than the corners. Um, This is a moment that Tennessee has been waiting for, for this program. It's a lot of momentum. And a lot of energy put in through that entire campus and this program into this game it's got the talent it's got the momentum it's got the confidence um it's got the belief and that they can come in and win this type of game they've got it at home so the negatives you've got to you've got to handle the distractions of being at home handle the distractions of everybody coming to your place you know family and tickets and all of that and and that buzz around campus and the pats on the back and go get them. And there's a lot of emotional investment in this. Alabama's more business-like. Alabama's been here a bunch. Tennessee, not the case. Tennessee's got the pressure on them because I think for the first time in a long time, a lot of people will say Tennessee's going to win this game. Um Alabama can throw the football against this Tennessee team. Again, if they get the right matchups and they force it with the run game, look, if Tennessee loads the box, Alabama's going to throw it and throw it effectively because you can throw it against this Tennessee team. But if Tennessee um, doesn't defend the run and they have to, if they don't, they're going to be in trouble. The balls will likely get a quick start. Um There'll be some issues here. I think Kendon Hooker will protect the football. There's not normally a lot of mistakes from Tennessee. They don't turn the football over. Alabama has. So that's going to be the issue. Folks, this is going to be a lot of fun. I expect it to be close in the fourth quarter. Alabama's been there. Tennessee hasn't. Cheers to see how Tennessee's going to respond to the moment. How close will it be? Who's going to win? I've got some further thoughts for you at LandryFootball.com, along with a pick. And, and what the margin of victory is going to be for the team, I think, that's going to win it. Uh, got some last uh, final um, information uh, on the game as well. So make sure that, again, if you're not a member of LandryFootball.com to check it out today, take advantage of the football season sale. Hey, great to be with you. We'll be back in the early part of the week to break down all the games for you. So uh, check us out uh, on uh, SEC Football and Beyond. Subscribe, like, and share SEC Football and Beyond. And subscribe, like, and share Off the Hook Sports YouTube channel. And if you would, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network where you can get um, all the college content uh, and watch us do the show there. Hey, appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the games. We'll be back to wrap it up next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa.